Hal Anderson, everybody. Thank he you. Oh, there's like an intro or something Al there. Anderson. Gotcha. Okay. Maybe I should stop talking over top of it. <laughs> Usually there's music there. I wasn't aware there was going to be words. That was, that was a surprise to me, too. Yes, we've hired an announcer for the show. I didn't know we had the budget for that, but uh, good enough. Hey, thank you, uh, TFJ. My, uh, my uh, thank you was... Was inaudible because we had uh, that playing, and I wasn't uh, I wasn't aware. So I thank you very much. You're, you're very welcome. Thank Hal. you. Anytime. Thank you. Um, what have we got coming up on this? It is spring break, and OMG, does it feel like it? Like I don't know. Uh, like I realize parents are struggling uh, trying to find things for their kids to do, but talk show hosts across the country are struggling <laughs> struggling as well, looking for things to talk about. We're at, it's funny. We were looking at the news oh, run, and, and uh, we're saying, well. Um, can we do some weather stories? Boy, like the world just kind of shuts down, eh? A little bit. I mean, hey, you know, it makes your commute, uh, the afternoon commute, that yeah. much easier. Yeah. Um, but we have found some stuff to talk about today. Well, there you go. Uh, that's what they pay me the big bucks for. That's why I get paid the big bucks. Christian O'Mell is going to be here in a little bit. After a first break here, we're going to talk to Christian. They are expanding a youth center here in Winnipeg, and they're going to dedicate it to the memory of Tina Fontaine, which I think is very cool. So Christian will tell us all about that in just a bit. Bruce Owen will join us from Manitoba Hydro after TFJ and Global News at 1.30. There is a scam out there that you should know about. And if you missed it, there's this mechanic scam as well. After we talk to Bruce, uh, Dana Foxhall, Global News reporter Dana Foxhall, will uh, let us know about this mechanic scam out there. Guy out there pretending to be a mechanic or mechanically inclined, and he's uh, he's targeting women. And so we'll talk about that after Global News at 1.30. 1.45, we're going to talk about Roseanne being back on TV starting tonight. Are you at all excited about that? I didn't get excited about Will and Grace, although I am enjoying the new Will and Grace. Very good. Um, but I am excited about Roseanne coming back. I enjoyed the show the first time, and I think this is uh, is going to be a, a pretty good show. Um, even just this one clip here, and I'll play it now, leads me to believe this is going to be a, a good show. Here's Roseanne Barr and John Goodman. Listen. Same old God place. Yep, same, same different day, right? <laughs> yeah, just, you know, I think going paycheck to paycheck and just trying to stay ahead of uh, the man. Right. <laughs> So enthusiastic about the new show. I like that. Same old God place. Yep, same, same, different day. (laughs) That's funny. Anyhow, Roseanne's on TV tonight. We'll talk about that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about potholes today. I heard uh, uh, Kristen O'Mell, and I may uh, play it for you. Kristen O'Mell put a package together on potholes, and I heard it on the morning show this morning with Mackling and McGarry. And uh, Ken Allen, I've known Ken Allen for a long time. Ken Allen uh, from the city said that uh, this year's potholes uh, are not as bad as the potholes this time last year. So uh, by all means, weigh in on that. 204-780-6868, hal at cjob.com. We're going to find out about something called Urban Brew, and they're having another Urban Brew tomorrow night. Paul Bell will join us at about 2.15 after Global News at 2.30. Your chance to win Rod Stewart tickets. Tough trivia is coming up. 245, Colin Stewart will join us from the Winnipeg Parking Authority. It's going to cost you more to park downtown. And our question of the day at cjob.com. 
Have you tried a rideshare service yet? Have you tried a rideshare service yet? So far, 87% say no, and just 13% are saying yes. There's only two in operation right now, Tap Car and Cowboy Taxi. And I'd be curious to hear your experience. If you have tried one of those, Tap uh, tap Car or uh, or, uh, Cowboy Taxi, how was it? 204 7868 for employees to access work-related email outside of their regular work hours. What do you think of that? You can't even open, or you'll break the law, you can't even open a work email if you're not at work. Great idea, but that is not going to fly. No way. Won't happen. But would you like to see that? What do you think of that idea? 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. And another uh, item that I thought we could maybe have a conversation about is cuddling. You know, there are these uh, cuddle sanctuaries now where you go and pay somebody to cuddle with you. And uh, one guy is an author in Los Angeles, and he earns about $80 an hour freelance cuddling. Now, would you pay to have somebody cuddle you? Or would you go and make 80 bucks an hour to cuddle somebody else, cuddle strangers? And how important is cuddling to you? Do you even care about cuddling? Is it a is it something that your wife slash husband likes and insists upon? Or I'm curious, cuddling. 204 780 6868 Hal at cjob.com. All right, just before we take a break here, it's 111. Let's talk to Karen, 204 6868. Karen, have you tried one of the ride sharing companies? Yes, Hal. Twice now I have. It's been great. Um, we've been using Tap Car. And I'm going to give you an example. We went down to the Santana concert last week, I guess it was. Uh, set up for Tap Car. We were told at the time it was going to be approximately $11 to get there. Uh, we were told initially it was going to be 23 minutes before he got to us, but ends up he was there within about 14 minutes. Got out of the car, let us in. Very, very friendly guy. His name was Terry. I would absolutely ask for him again. Um, got us down to MTS Center. We, it was a really nice chat all the way. Car was brand new, smelled wonderful. It was a really good experience, and it did end up costing us only $11 to get there from Polo Park, which I say is reasonable. Um, and then we couldn't get one to come back home because it was late. We ended up going out to the Shark Club. So there was a Unicity cab there sitting, so we took it. And it was the most horrible comparison. I couldn't believe it. The car stunk. The gentleman who was driving it, I mean, you've got the plastic shield there. Um, very unfriendly, no talking, nothing. And the ride ended up costing us an extra $5 than it did for the ride share. 
Interesting. With, with tap cars. So I would absolutely, I'll never take a cab again if I don't have to. My husband did it uh, again for the Jets game on Sunday night, again for around the Solar Park area down there. It was $10.66. And it's a beautiful experience. I am happy with it. I will be using it until I have a bad experience, obviously. I have heard of one bad experience from somebody else that uh, actually needs to be taken up with Top Card because it was a terrible experience for them. They had the driver came up uh, to their house and he had another person in the truck with him. He was in a four by four. They almost got T-boned. Like it just wasn't an appropriate situation for, for giving people rides. So. And that was with one of the ride sharing companies as well, eh? Yes, it was. It was with, I'm not sure which one it was with, but it was a really bad experience for them. Hmm. But I can honestly say I had, a, we've had two great experiences and you know, they actually talk to you. They're friendly people. Yeah. Um, they conversate. The car was super clean both times and nice people. Hmm. So I'm totally impressed. Uber doesn't even need to come here as long as top cars is for as far as Yeah, you know, I was kind of thinking about that, Karen. I was wondering, you know, if Uber and Lyft maybe are, uh, I mean, the longer they take making up their mind, the more of a hold on the market uh, tap cars going to have, right? Well, and, and that's absolutely right. And I think that's great. They're a local company out of Edmonton. Not local, but Canadian, yeah. Edmonton. They're Canadian, and I'm so adamant about using our local people and local companies. And I think they definitely have the jump on Uber. And if they continue to, to carry on the way they are, it's going to be great. Well, we found out today they've got 180 drivers in just a few weeks out there. So, yeah, I, wow. I think uh, I think Uber and Lyft, uh, you know, if they keep uh, dilly-dallying around, they may uh, they may have to pass on the market if, if Tapcar kind of takes over. I don't know. I think Cowboy uh, Taxi's got a few cars out, but I don't think a whole bunch. We'll have to check with them as well. The only thing I'll ask you, Karen, before I let you go, is you said you couldn't get another Tapcar at the end of your night. Why is that? Just nobody out well, driving? Yeah, we were out. We ended up going out after, so we were having a good time. And we didn't leave the Shark Club till after two o'clock. Oh yeah, and, and that was and on. A, and that was a, during the week, eh? It was. It was a Wednesday night. Yeah. So we had a Thursday off, but I, I can understand that because mm-hmm. I mean they don't have enough yet. Yeah. But um, unfortunately, the bad experience we had with the other is, you know, it's it's there's no comparison. Absolutely yeah. no comparison. Hey, Brand Karen. New cars. Yeah. Beautiful. Gr- great call. Thank you very much. Okay, take care, man. All right, so uh, Karen had a great experience. She's had a couple great experiences with Tap Car. Let me know what you have found with Tap Car or Cowboy Taxi if you've used them. 204-780-6868. If you're continuing to use taxi cabs, let us know how that's going. And again, 204-780-6868. Hal at CJOB.com. Let me squeeze Roma in here. We're running a bit late, but we'll get Roma on. Roma wants to talk about not being able to open your work email after your work hours, this uh, councilman in New York City is trying to pass that law, making it illegal to read, open your work email outside of work hours. What do you think of that, Roma? Well, I used to work graveyard shifts, strictly graveyard shift for years and years. So outside my work hours, my 
boss was very kind and he would only text and email me because he didn't want to wake me up outside my work hours. <laughs> he let me sleep. Yeah. No, as I said, I mean, hey, good on this councilman in New York City to try, but I don't think very many employers or employees are going to go along with that. I mean, that's just part of work now. Doesn't it uh, seem that that's the way it is, Roma? It's the best way to communicate. Texts and emails are fantastic all the time. I I think it's just silly just to make this stupid rule. Well, like I said, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. I don't think it's going to happen, uh, but it's an interesting uh, topic of conversation. Um, yeah. Th- thank you, Roma. Shift workers, it won't work for graveyard shift workers. Well, I don't think it's going to work for a lot of people. Roma, thank you very much. Appreciate it. One seventeen at CJOB. We will be right back. Once upon a time, it was like a love letter to my love seat and sofa. But now it's time to move on to a sectional. Searching for a new sectional? Visit Dufresne Furniture and Appliances during their spring sale. Spring is the perfect time to refresh your living room. And that's why Dufresne has all custom upholstered sectionals, sofas, love seats, and recliners for 30% off. That's 30% off custom upholstery. Customize your living room furniture today. The spring sale ends Wednesday. Come discover how Dufresne delivers a better experience. Dufresne.ca. And at 121, Christian O'Mell is here, Global News reporter Christian O'Mell. Details on this uh, expansion today yes. uh, in the name of Tina Fontaine. Yes, yeah, so this is at the Nadinaway Youth Resource Center on Selkirk Avenue. Uh, they've been able to be open for many hours in a day, but never 24 mm. 7. Uh, this funding from the federal government will allow them to do so now. Uh, Fontaine moved into the 16-bed facility at the youth shelter there in July of 2014. She was reported missing a couple times from there uh, before her body was found in August of 2014 in the Red River. So in honor of Fontaine, her family was working with local organizations as well as the federal government to try to set up a safe haven in memory of her. And they were able to do that. And that's where this funding came from today, 350,000 roughly will allow it to stay open 24-7. That money goes towards salaries. It goes towards programming, supplies like food, so they can feed the kids that go there. Uh, her great-aunt, Thelma Favel, today uh, expressed gratitude at the announcement. It was Tina's dream to work with children, and that's why we decided that Safe Haven would be good in her honor. She always said the children were our future. She would have been my future. And she would have made a big difference if she was allowed to. But this is so overwhelming. I know she's here with us right now. I always feel her when things are happening like this. And I asked uh, Nididaway Executive Director Tammy Christensen why keeping the doors open 24-7 is so important. For young people in our community, um, they're highly vulnerable when they're on the streets. And again, for whatever reason that they're leaving home or running from placements, Whatever situation they find themselves in the streets, they're highly vulnerable and there's a lot of risks out there for them. So finding a safe place uh, like the Resource Centre will provide them not only a place of safety, um, warmth in the winter, but there will also be uh, individuals here to help them. So if they're in crisis, if they need someone to talk to, we can transport them to um, home if that's an issue, they just can't get home. There's lots of different opportunities we can provide them here. Whether it's one in the afternoon or one in the morning, if they need resources, if they need support, if they're in crisis, they will have a place to come. Now, the federal funding, like I said, 350 this year, that'll go down to about 280 on an ongoing basis. 
starting in next year's budget cycle. Uh, Minister of Indigenous Services Jane Philpott was there this morning and she explained why she felt it necessary that this funding go through. This was a vision that they brought to us to say, in light of so many things uh, that are, have been happening lately, in light of the story of Tina Fontaine and the fact that young people don't feel safe, uh, particularly overnight, could they possibly find a way to be open 24-7? And it really was a very obvious, there was an an obvious answer. It, we had to find a way to make it possible. So uh, our officials worked to look to find out how we could resource it. And um, it, we have no doubt that it's going to be money well spent to provide safety and, and healing for young people in the area. Indigenous Services Minister Jane Philippot uh, there. Uh, one thing I did notice about this story that caught my eye today, Christian, is that now they will be able to keep them there all the time if they need a place to be. They don't have to send them away. And then, because that, to me, seems to be when there may be trouble, right? Is when they have to leave the safety of of the center. Right. So one of the problems in the past is they haven't been able to secure ongoing funding. So it's more on a project-based setup in the past. So you'll have short-term funding, great, but we're going to have to tell you to go away for a couple hours because... Mm -hmm. We have to close yeah. right now. No, nobody, no funding, no whatever. Right. Yeah. So what happens in those couple hours, Right. who knows, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where if you're a vulnerable youth, you're being put back out on the street. Right. Even if it is for a couple hours, who knows what could happen mm-hmm. in that time frame. So this will allow the doors to stay open at all times, giving people that need it a place to be. The beds are almost always full there as it is, 16 beds. So they're not getting more beds, but this will still allow more people to be inside, mm-hmm. away from harm, when they need it most. Yeah. Thank you, Christian. Christian O'Malley, and nice, too, that, of course, uh, it will have Tina Fontaine's name on it. It is 126. We're going to break here. Tristan Field-Jones has global news at 130 for you. And then when we come back after 130, Bruce Owen will join us from Manitoba Hydro. There is a scam you should know about. Hal Anderson on CJOB. Thank you, TFJ. Appreciate it. Uh, We're going to talk about scams right now. We're going to tell you about one that you might have heard about already, but just in case you missed it, we'll have that one for you coming up here in a bit. Diana Fox Hall. This one uh, is happening in the northeast part of Winnipeg, and uh, some guy claiming to be mechanically inclined is targeting women. But details on that in a moment. Bruce Owen joins us from Manitoba Hydro. And uh, hi, Bruce. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How how are you? Great. Hey, thanks for doing this. I was snooping around on that. Yeah, I was snooping around on social media, and I see there's a bit of a scam happening out there involving uh, Manitoba Hydro. And I'm sure you want to get the story straight on this. Go ahead. Well, we it's a it's a it's a variation of what we've seen over the course of the last couple of years. Uh, in this instance, I guess starting late last week and over the weekend, um, any it seems like anybody with a cell phone uh, in Manitoba is getting one of three different texts uh, that are going around claiming. Uh, that uh, Manitoba Hydro has a refund for them, and all they have to do is click on a link and uh, supply their personal banking information, and presto, they'll get a refund. However, of course, it's a fraud, and all these uh, 
fraudsters or scammers want is your personal banking information so they can get into your account and take your money. Right. Now, you know, as we talk, it seems silly that we have to talk about this, but it blows me away how many people do fall for these scams. And I think it's important that we talk about them as much as we can, because there are always victims to these scams. Well, you have to, I, I look at it of two ways. I, you know, these things come around in cycles, right? As soon as we put out, these things come out, we put out an advisory, they go away. Six weeks later, they come back. We put out an advisory, they go away. And it's, it's just a, you know, it's a cycle, a cycle, a cycle. It keeps on going on. It won't end. You'd like, you sometimes think that the reason these guys are doing this is because somebody's going to fall for it. But at the same time, like our customers, like 99.9% of the people getting these things uh, recognize it for, the, for what it is right away. Because uh, unfortunately, with you know, phones and email, you're getting spam all the time. Um, we recommend, of course, you don't click on anything and then you delete it right away and, and get on with your life. Our problem is, is that, you know, for instance, my kid will get one of these texts on her phone. I know my kid doesn't pay a hydro bill, but at this, so she'll ask me, hey, dad, hydro is giving me a refund. I'm going to click on it and see what happens. And I have to tell her, you know, darling, you know, please don't. Um, all they want to do is steal from you, delete it, get it off your phone. Um, Manitoba Hydro will send, you know, texts to people to remind them that they have a bill payment due, but they have to sign up for that. Yeah, and you certainly wouldn't be texting anybody asking for their banking information, that's for sure. Uh, or, yes, we don't do that, right? And no utility does. And, of course, utilities all across Canada and North America are victim to this, as is any um, company mm. in which people pay their bills online or, you know, a cell phone provider, for instance. Yeah. Hey, you mentioned that this is a variation on a scam you've seen in the past. What's that one? How is this a variation well, of that? It, it's 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 the same thing. It's uh, either you can click on a link, and you know, it's I think the scammers is Manitoba Hydro Solutions, and of course, an an, an entity belonging to Manitoba Hydro does not exist uh, legitimately. Um, but what's occurred more recently is some of these texts are coming from. Um, you know, phone numbers with an area code uh, 204. Mm. And that presents maybe, you know, a little bit of legitimacy. Yeah, it gives but, them some it, credibility, it, eh? Well, if you think about it, anybody can come up with a phone number. Mm. Um, and if you, you know, like we do, we try these phone numbers, and of course, they go nowhere, right? Yeah. They're, they're just uh, fraudulent. Um, what is... Again, most of our customers recognize this for the fraud it is. Um, kids, right, may not if they have a cell phone. Yeah. Um, on another token is new Canadians who are, you know, new to our city, new to our province, um, and new to being a customer of Manitoba Hydro. Um, and English is not a first language. Uh, they may fall victim to this. 
Um, another yeah, that's, variation a very, that's a very good point, yeah. Another variation of this, again, targeting new Canadians, is that they may get uh, uh, an unsolicited text or email saying, hey, you have a bill due, you have to walk down to Western Union and wire the money to us, ASAP. Um, unfortunately, uh, in the past, that's uh, some uh, people have fallen victim to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Bruce, thanks a lot for coming on and telling us about it. I appreciate that. I want just if I have a couple yeah, of seconds. Yeah, for sure. It's you know any minute now, spring is going to happen in Manitoba, and although we're talking, are about you sure? Text, are you confident that, of that? <laughs> I'm going to knock on wood right now. Yep. Um, any any day now is that we're going to start seeing people going door to door, trying to get knocking on your door and saying, "Hey, you know, can I come in and see your furnace, please?" They have a clipboard, they have a nice slacks and a nice, you know, polo shirt and matching shoes. Um, but they don't have a Manitoba Hydro Identity Badge, ID. Uh, they may indicate or intimate that they work or represent Manitoba Hydro. They do not. All they want to do is get into your house to look at your furnace and try to sell you a furnace which is four to five to six times more than you would pay had you gone to through a legitimate source. So be mindful of that. Yeah, or get in the house to case the joint or a million reasons why they might want to get in your house. But if they don't have that Manitoba Hydro ID, don't let them in. Correct. All right. Thank you, Bruce. Appreciate it. Thank you, help. Thank you. Bruce Owen, Manitoba Hydro. So if you get a text message from somebody claiming to be Manitoba Hydro and they want your banking information because they've got a nice big refund for you, don't do it. Don't do it. And now, as promised, actually, before I play Diana Foxhall's piece here, let me go to the phone. Jay is on the phone, 204-780-6868, wanting to talk about scams. Yes, Jay, what did you want to say? Well, no, I was just going to say that they actually uh, target those, they actually create those emails with the flubs and the language and stuff. So they know that the people that they're getting are, are at least vulnerable in some way or another. So they've thought this whole psychology of this scam email out quite, quite well, actually. Yeah. Some of them are very good. And then others I read and I see and I think, man, how does anybody fall for that? But some of them are very good. Like some of the emails you get incredible they've got uh, you know the logos and i mean it's uh, you would swear it's from who they claim to be but of course in many there's, cases it's not there's always a little there's always a little mistake in there if you notice mm. and this is because they know that smart people will look at this oh they misspelled it or or people that speak english as a native language and those that don't are, are more susceptible as are people that whose maybe grammatical skills are a little bit lower not not always but but they do this in a calculated way so they know that the 90% of people that, that are going to be hard to, to win over won't respond. So they're, they're pretty well backed in this stuff. I mean, it's all the money they make, they can pay one of their own guys to, to look it over and make sure it's good, but they don't really want to 100% do that. So a bit of the psychology behind this scam. All right, Jay, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Okay, thanks. All right, 204-780-6868. Hal at cjob.com. Now, Global News Reporter, Dinah Fox, all with details on another scam.
that's happening in the northeast part of the city. Take a listen. As the story goes, the man in question flags down women passing by. They pull over and he tells them he spotted a mechanical issue with their car. As it just so happens, this guy says he can fix it. Or at least that's what he tells him, says Constable Tammy Scrabeck. He's hoping, well, somebody's not going to know what a sway bar is when he says, hey, you know, I was driving behind you and your sway bar is loose. Uh, I'm a mechanic. I could just tighten that up for you right now. And cost of this little piece is, is 50 bucks. I won't charge you for labor. And he's, he's really not doing anything, but he's getting money for it. She says two women have fallen for the ploy, forking over 50 and 90 bucks respectively. Other drivers have questioned the man's credentials, seeking a second opinion with their own mechanic. They were told by professionals that nothing was actually wrong with their cars. The man is about 5 foot 10, Caucasian with brown hair, and he occasionally wears a construction vest to look the part. Global News reporter Diana Foxhall on another scam, and Bev wants to comment at 204-780-6868. Hello, Bev. Yeah, hi. hi. I just wanted to say I'm sure there's no other reason for Hydro to come in your house unless you phoned and called them to come look at your furnace because the meters for the gas meter and the hydrometer on the, are on the outside of your house. And so anybody coming to your door unexpectedly from Hydro, I would just automatically assume that they aren't. And I did have a guy come here last year. Yeah. I didn't let him in because I knew they weren't hydro. Well, and, and what Bruce Owen said, because there may be instances where they do need to get into your house for some reason, but if they don't have that ID, just don't let them in. They need the ID. They need the official Manitoba Hydro ID. Bev, thank you very much. Appreciate the call. One forty-four. we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. By the way, just getting word out of Calgary out of Calgary, Alberta, that a police officer there has been shot in northeast Calgary and taken to hospital. Police say they are dealing with an active situation involving a firearm in the Abbeydale neighborhood. Police asking people in that area to stay in their homes. So we're following that developing story for you here this afternoon. Bill's on the phone. One more quick call. We'll squeeze it in here. As I say, your calls always take priority. Bill, 204-780-6868. I'm running late, though, Bill, so please make it quick. Um, You ever heard of people being burned by the missing person scam? Mm, I'm not sure. Refresh my memory. It was, woman, it was a woman I went out with about 20 years ago, and I wanted to find her. I paid a woman in Vancouver to find her. She said she found her, and, oh, yeah, she, he, she was looking for you, blah, blah, blah. I send her the money, 800 bucks, and she says, oh, no, she changed her mind. I never want to see you again. Get lost. So I don't even know if she ever found her in the first place. I had to take her to small claims court to get well, the money back. Yeah, that's not a, that, that doesn't strike me as a scam. That strikes me as somebody who took advantage of something you were looking for. So it, it's not really like it's a widespread scam that people are getting calls. You called well, them. but but I people. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I always yeah. got to be cautious when you're dealing with people on stuff and exchanging money. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate the call. All right, we are late. 145. We'll be right back. Hal on CJOB. 150. Are you excited at all about uh, Roseanne being back on TV tonight? I kind of am. I am excited about it, actually. These reboots normally don't get my attention, but I think this one could be pretty good. I played this clip at the start of the show, but I'll play it again. I like it that much. Here is uh, Roseanne and, of course, her TV husband, John Goodman, talking about the reboot of Roseanne on TV tonight. Same old God. 
place. Yep, same same <laughs> different day, right? <laughs> yeah, just you know, like going paycheck to paycheck and just trying to stay ahead of uh, the man. Right. I think that show did well on TV because it just sort of uh, you know was targeted right at what they call middle America, right? Just average people. By the way, the couch in the show is the same couch, the exact same couch as in the original show. It's been 20 years, but it's back tonight. And Lori Metcalf, who, of course, uh, won an Oscar recently for uh, her role in, did she win that one in Lady Bird? I think she did win the one in Lady Bird. I might be wrong about that. She was very good in it anyhow. Uh, I might have misspoke there. But anyhow, Lori Metcalf, uh, Metcalf, of course, is back on the show. She plays Roseanne's younger sister, Jackie. And uh, she says they're stepping back into the Connors world and they're not missing a beat. It was easy because we spent so many years, we spent nine years together finding, figuring out that family dynamic. And to recreate it happened within like half an hour. <laughs> you know, basically around the the table read when we got the first script. All right, you ready? Muchos kilos, me, Shaner, and Timmy, my band of big guys. Roseanne on CJOB. Roseanne. TV tonight. I will be watching. Curious to know uh, of these reboots, which one are you enjoying? Are you enjoying Will and Grace? Uh, there's there's a few of them. Weigh in on that if you want. 204-780-6868 Hal at CJOB.com uh, we got just a couple of minutes here. We've been talking about scams this half hour and getting some text messages on scams here. Uh, Hal just received a phone scam pretending to be Canada Revenue Agency. Don't answer or text back. Area code from the Toronto area. That's from Steve. I played on the air a couple that I got uh, from uh, their, like, robocalls claiming to be Canada Revenue Agency. Yeah, don't uh, uh, don't fall for it. Uh, Ron says, Hal, I received a long email saying... I could just load it up a bunch more and I lost my place. Hal just received a phone, um, a long email saying that a box with $6 million cash was found at an airport in Georgia, unclaimed. All I had to do was come up with 30%. Oh, 30% of $6 million, right? That's funny. 
All you had to do was come up with $2 million, Ron. What's wrong? Go for it. That's a good deal. Give him $2 million, he gets six. That's just ridiculous. How's any, you know, it's like make it a realistic amount of, or maybe they just try to hook you and then they're like, okay, 200 bucks. And yeah, I don't know. These scams, I, they're, like I said to uh, Bruce Owen from uh, Hydro, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that as many people fall for them as, uh, as do. But I guess uh, people do, and that's why it's important that we talk about them. Um, we had a real nice call from Karen was her name, saying that she's had uh, a tap car driver around a couple times, and it's been great. She's loving the experience of ride sharing in Winnipeg. Here's a text you're saying, Hal, I'm just curious. My friend is a tap car driver, loves the job, but seems to be having payday discrepancies. I'm not sure how to compare that with uh, blah, 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 but he loves the job. Well, I mean, you know, they're three weeks in, I guess. Give him a chance to get things sorted out. We had the one of the people on from tap car, Jeff Courier, had them on his show, and they're saying they've got 180 drivers already. 180 drivers. So tap cars... Uh, Doing very well. We got a break. Global news at 2 o'clock. We'll be back after 2. All kinds of stuff on the way, uh, including your chance to win Rod Stewart tickets. So keep it right here. Hal Anderson on CJOB. Astronomers say you're not allowed to buy the right to name craters on Mars. But what about craters right here on Earth? Introducing the International Pothole Registry. For just a small fee, you can name the pothole of your choice. Let's listen in on people naming their very own potholes. These roads are terrible! Uh, Who's going to pay for my tire? Those are all great pothole names, and each one is written down in book form and put on a shelf in a building. I just hit one that was so shallow, I named it after my ex-wife. The International <laughs> Pothole Registry. Who knew there was a pothole registry? International Pothole Registry, no less. Who knew? Who knew? I mentioned that uh, the city says the potholes uh, right now, March, uh, what is it today, March 27th? Yeah, potholes today, March 27th. Not as bad as they were this time last year. And Rob reacted with his text message. How? Potholes? Not as bad as last year? Tell him pot isn't legal yet, so he needs to quit smoking it for a while. So apparently Rob does not buy the fact that the potholes are not as bad. I might go along with the thought that there are not as many potholes, maybe, but there are certainly some bad ones out there. Absolutely. And I think maybe that's what uh, Ken Allen at the city of Winnipeg meant. He said it in this piece here. Christian O'Mell put it together. Global News reporter Christian O'Mell, who was lucky enough to hang out with a pothole crew yesterday. Take a listen. Driving in Winnipeg in the spring is kind of like playing Mario Kart and trying to avoid banana peels. Constantly weaving and dodging, trying to make sure your car doesn't vanish into a gaping pothole. There are notorious trouble spots around the city. Perhaps the worst is Empress Street. Let's take a quick trip, shall we? My apologies for putting the You Drive Car Rental News Cruiser through that trauma. Addressing potholes is a round-the-clock mission for city crews who are out patching holes as we speak. 
but what they're doing right now is not for good, as I learned from Ken Allen with the city's Public Works Department. We do this patching with the understanding that we're going to be going back potentially two, three times, especially on a busy street. It's a main route, right? Carries a lion's share of the traffic. So we want to make keep those main routes in a nice, clear, drivable condition. I met with Ken on Weston Road by Pacific Avenue, where crews were busy filling holes, along with Acting Manager of Street Maintenance, Cheryl Anderson. We have the freeze-thaw cycle. As more moisture goes into the pavement, it tends to, when it freezes, it's like your ice cube tray and it gets the ice cubes when they freeze, it expands, and the same thing happens under the pavement, so it breaks the pavement away. Is it possible to fill all of the potholes? Eventually we want them all filled. So in the summer when we can get into our construction season and the asphalt plants open, that's when we start to, to permanently repair them. How do you decide which potholes to fill? Our main thoroughfares are the higher speed are the, the ones we look at first due to the, uh, the speed on it. And then we will look at uh, the 311 requests that come in for potholes. Is it possible to get all the potholes filled on these main roads? Yes, it's possible. This time it is kind of hard to keep up with it because of the freeze-thaw. Two men with shovels are scooping asphalt into a hole the size of a large serving plate. The asphalt falls out the back of a truck down this nifty slide. And after the men have the hole filled, one grabs this giant metal pole with a flat surface plate on the bottom to pat it down. There are two other men in the crew, one in the asphalt truck, another trailing behind it to make sure people stay out of the lane. So how many does it take to fill a hole? Four in this case, but Ken Allen says they need all of them. You get into some areas, there's many potholes. So it's not just a one pothole at a time. Sometimes you get them in a cluster or a group of potholes and and you're filling, you know, five, ten potholes in a very short stretch. So, you know, have, have the guys working together and get in the quick, filled as quickly as we can. I patched potholes for 16 years on the work cruise, for sure. It's a job that you do every spring. When you patch a lot of potholes, you get to be quite proficient at doing it. It's satisfying work because you're making the roadway safer for everybody. So uh, I think everyone appreciates it when the potholes get repaired. Can we go back to Empress for a second? I mean, not literally, because I'm not sure my suspension can handle it. But a road in rough shape is less likely to get a permanent patch. Better to just scrap it all together, which the city is going to do this summer. Depends on what the state of the roadway is itself. If it's a poor road, it may not be permanent. If it's a road in good condition, we're expecting that we do not have to go back there. By the way, the city says this pothole season is actually not that bad. If you were to compare last year to this year, right now the conditions are quite favorable, like it's fairly dry. In terms of service requests to 311, I think the numbers are down this year, so so far Mother Nature has been somewhat cooperative. So if there's a nice pothole, or two, or 40 on your way to and from work, you might just have to be patient. Crews are trying, they'll get there, unless it's Empress. I'm just going to tear that thing right up. Christian O'Mell, Global News. Thank you very much, Christian. And Rob, who sent the text message in there about the, you know, guy better quit smoking pot and stuff. Let me just clarify. I listened very closely to what Ken Allen said there. Ken Allen said, I believe he said that pothole complaints were down this year. So doesn't necessarily mean the pothole situation is any better. Hmm? And one more pothole story here. A student... At Eastern Michigan University, saw 
a doozy of a pothole. He only wanted to be identified as Andrew, 22 years old. And he went on Twitter and he posted a series of photos and a video. And what he did, he's in uh, Trenton at Eastern Michigan University. He took a whole box of Lucky Charms and a gallon of milk and he filled that pothole and there is video and pictures of him eating his breakfast out of that pothole lying on the road. He said, I quote, I don't know where the inspiration came from, but when it hit me, I knew it was a good idea and people would get a good laugh. He goes on to say it tasted great. If I was blindfolded, I wouldn't know if it was a pothole or a bowl. It's kind of a funny video and series of photos if you want to go check that out on Twitter. Again, Andrew in Trenton, Eastern Michigan University. He just filled up that pothole with Lucky Charms and a gallon of milk, and he went to town on it. And as we head to a break, a classic song from Muchos Kilos. It's 2-12, Hal Anderson on CJOB. We'll be right back. There's a minefield on this road I'm on With these potholes here and my tire's gone Sometimes I break, sometimes I swerve Sometimes there's one on every curve Why can't they fix the holes near my home? They're blowing out my fire stones Who can I blame for this road assault? I know it's the government Yeah, nice afternoon, 7 degrees We were only supposed to get to 5 And we're up to 7 degrees Outside already. Hal Anderson here on CJOB at 217. And Paul Bell joins us on the phone. Hi, Paul. Hey, how are you? Excellent. Thanks for doing this. Tell us about Urban Brew. I love this idea. Yeah, so Urban Brew is a uh, it's a quarterly uh, event where people can come together and uh, we can talk about urban issues in the city of Winnipeg. It's not just for architects or planners it's for everyone we want everyone to come out share their ideas uh problems they're seeing in the city and uh, each event revolves around a uh, particular topic and tomorrow's event we're talking about uh winter cities and accessibility and the idea of sidewalks first so tomorrow night where and when uh tomorrow night it is at 5 30 p.m till 6 30 p.m and we are at the goodwill social club uh 625 portage avenue all right, so that's tomorrow. That's your next one. How long have you been doing this? We've been doing this for about a year now. Uh, our first event was uh, the end of April last year. Uh, this will be our third event that we've done. And uh, we've had a lot of success. Uh, from our first event, we put out a uh, digital map from all the feedback. It was about safety in the downtown. And uh, we highlighted areas where people feel safe and areas that people didn't feel safe. And uh, it has had over 1,000 views now at this point. And uh, we also did one about Amazon, which was the idea of Amazon had a lot of things they wanted to see in a city. Can Winnipeg be that city and should Winnipeg be that city? And people had a lot of thoughts about that on both sides. Some people really liked it. Some people did not. Hmm. What kind of crowds have you had out to your urban brew get togethers? You know, we've had a good mix. Um, We've had, again, we get a lot of planners and architects out because they want to have those conversations. We have had uh, some city councillors come out. We've had some MLAs come out. Uh, so we've had that nice mix of people, but we are always looking to get more people out where, um, again, like I said, we don't want to preach to the choir. We want people who are living in the city of Winnipeg, who are working in the city, coming out to our events. 
And Paul, uh, explain your interest in urban issues. What's Paul Bell all about? Yeah, sure. So I'm an urban planner, and I just finished my degree, actually. And um, I, uh, for me, getting people involved in talking about their city and talking about the things that they're experiencing while they're living here, while they're working, uh, while they're going out to places, is uh, a big part of urban planning. Otherwise, we don't have cities that are built for people. We just have cities that are built uh, without a lot of direction. So that's why I'm really interested in this. And in getting those opinions out there, but also helping people understand what's happening when we talk about things like urban planning. Hey, Paul, some people would say that Winnipeg uh, hasn't had a lot of planning in many areas. Would you agree with that? You know, I think um, in that in that field, we have a great city planning department. Actually, they do a lot of really hard work. Planning's a complicated thing, and it's a making progress is a time-consuming thing. It can take 10 years to get a project off the ground. So our goal is to just enhance that conversation and work on the issues that we're seeing in the city and try to prompt that discussion in a fun way that's open to everyone. Uh, It isn't too formal. We're not very technical. We're very casual. That's why we're doing it at a place like the Goodwill Social Club. It's a casual place where we can uh, have fun, have some laughs while we're doing it, but also have a really great uh, in-depth conversation about some serious issues. Hey, you said you just got your degree. Uh, are you are you working in your area of expertise yet, or, or what do you want to do? Yeah, I actually currently work for the Red River Planning District, and uh, so that's out in Selkirk. Uh, so I do that, as well as Urban Brew is a large part of what I'm uh, helping out with right now, and other projects like that. Well, I think it's a great idea. When I when I saw this, I hadn't heard of this before, and I thought, hey, that's a great idea because I really do think it's important to get that grassroots feedback, you know, the feedback from the people out there in the communities that are affected by this stuff, not just somebody, uh, you know, who's doing it for a living uh, down at City Hall, for example. Absolutely, and that's why uh, Sidewalks First tomorrow is so important to us. We have some great speakers coming up. We have... Alan and Libby, who have been uh, accessibility advocates, and they're going to be sharing their experiences of trying to get around Winnipeg uh, uh, in a wheelchair and what that experience is like and sharing that. And we're hoping to get uh, a lot of people out sharing the experiences that they've had, whether you're uh, requiring mobility aid, like a wheelchair or a walker or uh, a cane, if you're pushing a stroller around and you can't get over those massive uh, snow hills that are along the sidewalk, you're just trying to get to your car or trying to get to the bus. And that's the conversation we want to have and bring forward those concerns that people have and those experiences, because that's ultimately what we're trying to do is have a, a city that's made for people. And uh, having a sidewalk system, you can walk around and you can travel around, whether you're in a wheelchair or with a stroller or whatever, uh, you need to be able to get around your city. I'm sure you're going to be talking about snow removal on sidewalks because that's something that when we had that big dump of snow, uh, the snow clearing on sidewalks did not go all that well. And I know the city is meeting uh, with players like CNIB to try and come up with a better way, a better plan of getting rid of snow and ice on our sidewalks. Yeah, I um, so on April, I believe April 6th is the target date that they have a snow, a report coming out on future of snow removal in Winnipeg. And so we're going to be talking about that a lot tomorrow. That's going to be probably the largest focus of our conversation. And to have that conversation, we're going to be talking about what other cities are doing around the world. And we're fortunate to have some people like Anders Swanson from the Winnipeg Trails Association, as well as Crystal Bergen uh, from the U of M, 
talking about those experiences and what's happening in other places and what people are doing to make their cities more accessible and making places more accessible. Well, I think it's great, Paul. Good for you for doing it. And one more time, tell us where and when tomorrow. Uh, It is at the Goodwill Social Club, uh, 625 Portage Avenue. It is uh, from 5.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. It's an accessible event. If you do need any extra uh, considerations or accommodations, please feel free to contact us at urbanbrewwpg at gmail.com. Urbanbrewwpg at gmail.com is your email. That's, That's our email. Excellent. Paul, thank you very much. Thank you, Hal. Good luck with it. Paul Bell joining us. He is a a planner and urban brew. I think that's a cool idea. Get together and talk about urban issues. Sounds like they try and do it quarterly, four times a year. And the next one is tomorrow night. And again, that email address is urbanbrewwpg at gmail.com. Or if you didn't get that, you can always email me, hal at cjob.com, or call or text 204 780 68 uh, We are going to break here in just a moment for the news. Global News at 2.30 with uh, Tristan Field-Jones, TFJ. And then we're going to start the next half hour off with your chance to win Rod Stewart tickets. Rod Stewart, April 3rd at Bell MTS Place. I've got a tough trivia question for you. We'll roll that out right after the news here at 2.30. And then at about 2.45, quarter to 3, we're going to talk with Colin Stewart from Winnipeg Parking Authority. Parking is going to cost more. And we're going to find out all about that. Basically, downtown, April 1st, it's going to cost a buck fifty more per hour. Uh, but the transition is expected to take some time. So we'll talk to Colin about that. All right, that's coming up after Global News at 2.30 and after we award those Rod Stewart tickets. Bunch of other stuff we want to talk about here today, too. Uh, We're asking about ride sharing. Our question of the day at cjob.com is, have you tried a ride share service yet? 87% of you say no. The other 13% let me know how it is. Are you liking the ride share companies, Tapcar and Cowboy Taxi, 204 780 6868, hal at cjob.com. Uh, you know what, Hal Anderson? I think I'm just going to have to abolish our forecast high because we're already at 7 degrees. And that, get rid of it, yeah. That high has been changed, I think, twice already today. So yeah. uh, a good problem to have. But... It's just a damn nice afternoon. Oh, and f- enjoy it. Yes, because we're going to get some... Ugh. Yeah. Uh, crap tonight. Hopefully not much of it. Could be some freezing drizzle, maybe a bit of snow, rain mix. We'll see what happens. But uh, And then it gets cold. You know, the four-letter S-word they should censor is snow. Mm, That's yes, the one they should really censor. Absolutely. But right now, sunny and seven degrees. Beautiful afternoon. You can hear the Rod Stewart playing. That means we are giving away Rod Stewart tickets. Rod is playing um, Bell MTS Place April 3rd. April 3rd. These tickets are for April 3rd. If you want to go, all you got to do is answer our tough trivia question. Here it is. Real easy. Could be anything. Hopefully, this is a tough one. I never know anymore. The average person spends 1.2 years of their life doing this. The average person spends 1.2 years of their life doing this. What is it? 204 780 
6868. You've got to call and tell me your answer. You can't text your answer. People are already texting their answer. You can't do that. And you can't email your answer either. 204-780-6868. The average person spends 1.2 years of their life doing this. Hello, have you got a guess? Hey, Al. Hi. How about uh, brush your teeth? Not brush your teeth, but that's a good guess. That's, uh, yeah, some everyday, average, normal, menial task, but not uh, that one. Hi, CJOB. Hi, would it be waiting in line? Waiting in line. I'll bet you waiting in line is even more than that. But 1.2 years, in this case, not waiting in line. Sorry. Hi, CJOB. Brushing your hair. Brushing your hair. No, not brushing your hair. Hi, CJOB. Hi, how about putting on or taking off your shoes? Taking off or putting on your shoes. No, not that. Hi, CJOB. Have you got a guess? Yes, I do. What is it? Looking in the mirror. Looking in the mirror, <laughs> eh? No, no, oh, not what on. we need. <laughs> You're getting angry there. The average person spends 1.2 years of their life doing this. What is it? 204-780-6868. Hi, CGOB. Hi. Hi. It's a tough question. What is it? I would like to answer the tough yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. Well, go ahead. What's your answer? Stuck in traffic. No, no, not stuck in traffic. Hi, CGOB. Hi there. Hi. Got a guess? Yes, sleeping. Sleeping. Yes. No, not sleeping. I'm going to have to give a hint here pretty quick, I think. Hi, CJOB. Hi, uh, washing your hands? Not washing your hands, no. Thank you for guessing, though. 204-780-6868. Average person spends 1.2 years of their life doing this. What? Waiting on hold on the telephone. <laughs> Have you been waiting on hold for a while? <laughs> yeah, a couple days now. Yeah, no, not the correct answer. Sorry. Hi, CJOB. Hi there. Was it yawning? Not yawning, no. A uh, couple of these answers, I'll tell you, yawning made me think, well, you're kind of on the right track. And another one was uh, sleeping kind of made me think you're sort of on the right track, kind of, but not really. So, sorry, I don't think that helped much. I'll have to come up with a better hint than that right away. Hi, do you get a guess? Hi, is it blinking your eyes? The average person spends 1.2 years of their life blinking. Yes, blinking. Very good. What is your name? Right on, Cooper. Cooper, you hang on. We're going to get you all signed up for those Rod Stewart tickets, okay? Okay, thanks a lot, Al. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Perfect, fantastic. Glad we gave those away, and I didn't even have to give a hint, really. Kind of, sort of. Hey, uh, celebrity birthdays, quickly here, before we take a break, we're going to talk uh, higher parking fees when we come back after that break. But having a birthday today, Kale Yarborough, former NASCAR driver, 79 today. Michael York is 76 today. I remember, now of course, Michael York appeared in the Austin Powers movies, but I remember Michael York as Logan in that old sci-fi movie, Logan's Run. You remember that one? Michael York is 76 today. Tony Banks from Genesis is 68 today. Andrew Ferris from In Excess is 59 Quentin Tarantino is having a birthday today. Director, he is 55. Uh, Mariah Carey is having a birthday today. 48. Mariah Carey is 48 today. 
Uh, Brendan Hill from Blues Traveler is 48 today. Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas is 43. And Johnny April is having a birthday today. You may very well be going, who? Who, hell? Johnny April. Johnny April is with the band Stained. Played this one a few times on Power 97 back in the day. A little Stained as we head to a break. 238 on CJOB. It's been a while since I could A couple of people reminded me of a couple of birthdays that I forgot. Jan Arden is 56 today. Yes, she is a Canadian treasure. How dare I forget her birthday. And Dustin Bufflin is having a birthday today. 33. Dustin Bufflin from the Winnipeg Jets. The playoff-bound Winnipeg Jets is 33 today. All right, you've been hearing about this uh a uh, higher cost of parking in the news. Joining us now from the Winnipeg Parking Authority, Colin Stewart. Colin, uh, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. You're welcome, Hal. So uh, how much, when? Give us all the details. So if you remember, Hal, back during the city's budget process late last year, council approved increasing parking rates. So all across the board, they'll go up by a dollar and a half. So at low demand meters, those will become two fifty an hour. And high demand meters will become 350 an hour. Now, obviously, magically, they're not all going to change on Tuesday on Monday morning uh, because there are hundreds of them, and they each individually have to be reprogrammed. So the change will roll out slowly over about six to eight weeks. So depending on where you're parking, it might not actually be more expensive on Tuesday. All right, and tell people where the extra money's going. So what has happened is, is council instructed that the initial dollar goes to our of the so the dollar fifty increase, fifty cents of that goes directly into council's general revenue, and they earmark that specifically to pay for transit. Uh, the other dollar goes into our revenue as the Winnipeg Parking Authority, and if we show a profit every year, we pay a dividend to the city of Winnipeg. So it all flows back through to the city anyway. Okay, and uh, so low demand now will be two fifty an hour. High demand will be three fifty. Correct. Yes. And give us an example of a high-demand meter. Broadway. Okay, Broadway. So how does that compare to other cities across the country? Do you have any other numbers? Like, you know, I I mentioned... 550 an hour. I'm sorry, start... I walked over there. Can you start again? That's okay. So let's just pick three cities that people tend to compare to. Sure. Um, 
none of whom happen to be going to the playoffs. But, <laughs> Good point, you know. yes. So in Toronto, the high demand areas in downtown Toronto are four fifty an hour. In Calgary, the high demand areas are four fifty an hour. Some places are five fifty now. And in Vancouver, the highest demand parking is six dollars an hour. Mm. You know, it's funny as you're saying those cities, I'm thinking to myself, you know, we don't like being compared to Regina unless it's something like this, right? And then we're like, well, what does Regina pay? You know? Uh, otherwise, an hour otherwise the other, board. what's that? Regina is two dollars an hour across the board. Two dollars an hour compared to our three fifty now or two fifty at low demand meters. Um, yep. So that's uh, that's interesting. I, I guess my question for you, Colin, would be that when you look at these increases, obviously you're directed, uh, you know, by council to to increase parking. How much goes into the concern that if they get too high, it may push people away from areas that you're trying to get people to go to, like downtown Winnipeg. Well, the thing is to remember, Hal, is that on-street parking, so that parking at the meter, if you're coming downtown all day, you shouldn't be parking on the street because it's for short-term use. You're going to an appointment, you're going to a meeting, and then you're going to move on. You're going to go somewhere else. If you're staying all day, you should be parking off-street. Remember, there's over 22,000 off-street parking spaces in downtown Winnipeg. So if you're staying all day, you really shouldn't be parking on the street. It's for short-term use. Yeah, in a perfect world. I, guess. I understand the point you're making. Um, but still, I mean, let's say somebody's going down for... So So compare the two then. Uh, do you, what would it be for a, for an all-day... Uh, do you have any numbers on, on parking in one of those off-street uh, spots for an all-day situation or not? They tend to be between about, uh, right now, about 16 to $20 for the whole day. All right. So that's a little cheaper, but not a whole lot. No, because often you find that... Uh, you know, private industry likes to move their prices to be reasonably competitive. So yeah. let's let's let me just give you. And the reason I ask the question, and maybe it's not a fair question to ask you, maybe you can't really answer it. But I guess I, you know, my concern would be uh, that if I've got one item to go and pick up, and it's going to be quick, and I'm going to get it and grab it, if I've got to pay three fifty now in some parts of the city, or I can pay nothing at the mall, at some point there's a tipping point. You know. There is, Hal, but this is a point we've often made to a lot of the businesses. The thing to remember about many of the businesses in downtown is that they're unique. Um, so they're locations where you're not going to get that particular thing you're going for at the mall. And that's what brings people downtown is the services that are available there are typically not available somewhere else. All right. Okay. Thanks, Colin. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Colin Stewart, Winnipeg Parking Authority. I'm not so sure I agree with that last point that he was trying to make. I mean, I think sometimes that's the case, but I don't know. What do you think? Two fifty an hour now, starting April 1st, for low-demand parking and high-demand parking like Broadway. That's the example he gave. Three fifty an hour. And it's better than Toronto and, and Calgary, for example. In Regina, it's two bucks an hour right across the board. Do you agree with me that at some point you're going to force people not to go downtown? I mean, there's other reasons why you might not go downtown, but one would be the cost of parking, right? 
6868. 
regarding uh, the exchange district. Uh, it's just a new way of thinking and doing things. Mm. And so it's not going to, uh, I think, cater to everybody anyway. It's not meant to. All right, Miguel, fair enough. Thank you. For good, uh, for yeah, really yeah. good call. Yeah, I'm just curious if, you know, at some point it's going to push people away. And Miguel says uh, says no, and certainly the parking authority says no as well. Is that Emily? Is that who's uh, on the phone? Emil? Email? Email. Email. Yeah. Hello. Yes, go ahead. Well, uh, yeah, my my view on this is is like it's great that we we compare to all these other big cities like uh, Toronto and BC and all that. Mm. But really, like, what's their wage wage rates? What are what are they paying? You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah, they're higher, but they're making a lot more money than we are out here. So I I don't I don't think that it's really justifiable that they they rake everything up. As if like you got your taxes, you got everything else going up, you've got your carbon tax coming in. Yeah. Like when when is when is it gonna end? Well, and that's kind of the point I was making. He was comparing to a few cities, Calgary and Toronto, two of them. And uh, you know, I, I guess my point was maybe we should be compared in this case to a Regina, which is two dollars instead of two fifty and three fifty here. But but anyhow, what whatever. I was just trying to get some some numbers yeah. out of him and, and he provided some. Hey, uh Emel, thank you very much for the call. I gotta take Edna's call call before we break here for the news. Hi, Edna. Hi. Hi. I just wanted to call about the parking. Like, we have a small shop on Main Street, Mm -hmm. and that's going to really affect our business. Now, can I ask you what your business is, Edna? Uh, it's called Creations and Art of Showcase. We make mugs and mucklucks. You have very cool, very cool stuff there. I've been in your store. Really cool store. Thank you. But see, we have no parking, so all we have is a street paid parking. Are you, th- are you there, Edna? Yes, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. Hey, Edna, I'm right up against the news, but hang on, okay? I want to talk to you here, but I, I've got to get the news okay. in. So don't uh, don't okay. hang up, Edna. All right. Uh, it is 2.57, three minutes away from 3 o'clock global news. Hang on. 68, uh, whether it's a traffic tip or you just want to say hi. Yeah, I like just uh, chatting with people. 204-780-6868, hal at cjob.com. My inbox is always open if you'd rather email me. And it is official now. Black Panther is the king of superhero films. This weekend, Black Panther became the highest domestic grossing superhero film of all time. Um, Deadline, according to Deadline, it lists the movie as taking in a whopping $630.9 million. That figure passes the Avengers, which brought in $623.4 million back in 2012. Black Panther should also become the third highest grossing superhero film globally, passing 2013's Iron Man 3, which is at $1.214 billion. So in North America... It's uh, the number one superhero movie of all time now as far as uh, how, much mon- how much money it's made. It is the uh, third highest grossing superhero film globally. Incredible. And a really good movie. If you haven't seen it, you really should go and see it. And you know what is available today? It's Tuesday. It is new release Tuesday available. I know it because Tom Milroy was going out to buy a copy of it. I believe you can rent it today as well on iTunes or however you decide to rent movies these days. It's available today. Star Wars, The Last Jedi.
been there. Then I was awake. And I need help. I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and switching gears here from movies to sports. Go Jets, go! Go Jets, go! Go Jets, go! Yeah, go Jets, go! Go Jets, go! Yes, all the whiteout will be happening soon. The Jets heading for the playoffs. And Don Cherry says he likes Winnipeg's chances of going all the way. And he says it's all about goaltending. you got a goaltender, you can play. Last year, Talbot was unbelievable. Yep. And Anderson, our Anderson in Toronto was unbelievable. Ottawa was unbelievable, had Anderson. When, you, when they're playing top, you go there. And as long as they're goaltender for Winnipeg, because they're a tough team to play. They're, they're like Calgary. They're tough. They don't take any prisoners. As long as you get the goaltending, and they've got the goaltending, they could go all the way. All right. And from hockey to football now, the boys this morning, Mackley and McGarry, had on uh, the morning show on uh, Breakfast with the Bombers. They had on Bomber GM Kyle Walters. And he had this to say about Mark CFL week last week here in Winnipeg. Yeah, what a great event. The CFL started this initiative um, last year. And, and instead of just having a combine where it's just the scouts and the, uh, the, the university players show up and test and go home, they've kind of made it into a big event. And uh, it was uh, it was for the first one last year in Regina was great. And I think we've uh, we improved on it this year with the convention center, all the activities. And, and we were down there a couple of days and just uh, all the people around there and getting involved in football and, and seeing all the university players. It was a, a great event and really good for these players to come into Winnipeg and see how how, uh, what a big deal the CFL is. It, it was great. Great event. And Eminem also talked to Kyle Walters about the excitement surrounding the team this year. And Kyle says everybody is excited about the Bombers. Now you get into the spring and, and you know, the CFL, the CFL week kind of gets everybody thinking of football. And it just, uh, I mean, mini camp here is the end of April. So that's that's right around the corner, which will get sort of that next uh, the next group of, of young players up here in Winnipeg running around so we can evaluate and see who actually gets the invite to training camp and then two weeks later at training camp. So I think uh, it's the time of year that, that everybody, no, you know, no matter what team you're on, uh, every, everybody's undefeated at this time of year and all the players are excited to get going. And it's, uh, it's just the time of year gets everybody excited about football. Bomber GM Kyle Walters on with Mackling and McGarry this morning. So we were talking to uh, Edna, who owns Creations, right? We were talking about how the increase in parking is going to affect her business. Parking's going from two fifty. Uh, well, it's going to two fifty in low demand spots, three fifty in high demand spots. And Edna was saying how it's definitely going to affect her business. What they do there is they try and if somebody puts a loony in the meter, they try and give that person a loony back. And she said, you know. We want to keep doing that. Now, that's going to 
cost us more money. But how about this? Listen to this. Now, I don't think you could do this here, but I thought it was pretty interesting. Here's what they do in New York. Uh, Restaurants that can't sell enough food or booze and make money the traditional way, they are getting involved with apps on people's phones where if you want to use their washroom, you pay to use a restaurant's washroom or a private dining room or a coat check. Say you're going to a show, right, and you want to check your coat. Now, like I said, I don't think it's going to work here, but apparently it's working real well in New York City. Uh, There's one app. It's a mobile app called Lulu App, and basically uh, you pay uh, to go to the washroom, and the restaurant gets 65% of the fee, and they're charging apparently these restaurants. There's about 100 restaurants and bars in New York that have signed up, and they're charging anywhere from $0.99 you know, to go to the bathroom in a pizza dive, all the way up to $5 for a swanky bathroom that has, you know, lotions and super private stalls and high-end towels and all that. Like I said, the restaurant gets 65% of the fee. So maybe these businesses downtown, not that this increase in parking is going to push them over the edge necessarily, but, you know, maybe maybe they just need to get more creative like that about making money. I don't know. I thought that was kind of a cool idea. Now, New York is different than Winnipeg, but I thought that was interesting that these restaurants and bars are doing whatever they have to, including charging to use their washroom to make a buck. 314. It's Hal Anderson on CJOB. We're going to check traffic and weather for you. Coming up next. Getting some reaction, 204-780-6868 by text to the higher parking fees. Hal, raising the parking rates will keep us from downtown with the new rates. It's cheaper to cab than park if we do need to go to a Jets game or do some shopping. Uh, Gary says, I can drive to Regina to pick up something in their downtown area and get back and save a buck fifty, as well as visit some friends in the process. That sounds like a Winnipegger to me, right there. Hey, let's drive to Regina. <laughs> let's drive to Regina to save a buck. I get your point, though, Gary. I understand what you're getting at. Um, so keep your uh, reaction coming, and uh, we will continue to share it on the air here. Two o four seven eighty sixty eight. 68. Hal, the uh, New York restaurants and bars that are making people pay to use their washroom. Nancy says they were just in Guadalajara, Mexico this year. And, uh, pardon me, they got charged to use the washroom. And they even counted out each square of bathroom tissue. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. My wife and I had quite an experience in uh, Jamaica. Same thing. She went into this. They were having a big, it was right at Christmas. They were having a big celebration. And uh, she went in to use the uh, washroom. And then uh, when she came out, they wouldn't let her come out. They wanted her to pay. And uh, I, of course, you know, put up a stink about that. And these guys were trying to sell, I'm not sure what it was. It was this great, it was almost like a big bale. It was green and had sort of a unique smell to it. I don't know what they were trying to sell me. 
I know all. I know what it was. Anyhow, they were following us. They were mad. We didn't pay for the bathroom. It was kind of actually turned into a bit of a scary situation. But I mean, that's nothing like what they're doing with these apps in New York. I just thought it was sort of interesting that these uh, uh, restaurants and bars in New York are charging people up to five dollars through an app to use their washroom. But like I said, New York is not Winnipeg. But I did think it was kind of interesting. Hey, today in history, on this day in 1884, the first long-distance phone call was made from Boston to New York. 1964, the year I was born, great earthquake, magnitude uh, 9.2, happened in Alaska. The quake was the second biggest earthquake ever recorded in the world at that point. 1965, Stop in the Name of Love by the Supremes peaked at number one. 1968, the first man to orbit the Earth, a Soviet cosmonaut, died in a plane crash. 1971, After the Fire is Gone by Conway Twitty and Loretta Lynn peaks at number one. It was their first debut uh, duet. 1972, Elvis Presley records his last major hit, Burning Love. In 1973, Marlon Brando turned down an Oscar for The Godfather as a gesture of support for the natives of the Wounded Knee Reservation in South Dakota. Remember that? I remember that. 1987, U2 filmed the video for Where the Streets Have No Name on a rooftop in downtown L.A. Thousands showed up and the police had to break up the shoot. That's a great uh, song and a great video. We'll play a bit of that in a second here. Well, actually, you know what? We're right up against uh, a break here for sports. I ran out of time. We'll play some U2 to end the show. That's what we'll do. 3.23, we're going to give you the forecast again and sports and news on the way.